0: I heard the sounds of the machines, drilling, advancing, pushing, and pulling. We were told to stay hidden within the core, underneath the Earth's soil, deep in the caverns of another world.
1: An alleged faith healer emerges from the center of the Earth. A Homeland Security agent is assigned to track him down. Is he a threat, a lunatic? Or an answered prayer? Welcome to Earth Stories. Surface dwellers
0: have limits. Their instruments can only reach a percentage. They can't detect what lies beneath. Elders have warned us never to journey to the surface, or the earth will stop spinning. This may be a fable I have a hard time believing we're that special. They also said their surface dwellers are irrational, placing too much emphasis on ethnicity, on skin color and facial features, dividing themselves into tribes. The second part may also be a fable created to discourage the inquisitive mind It's hard for me to imagine tribalism or world divided. For me, it's counterintuitive. But the elders say the surface dwellers have gone astray, feasting on the remains of morality. Books have been written about their savagery, their backwards technology, their basic understanding of life. Ob du glaubst, dass ich fleißig gewesen bin, dass ich gearbeitet habe,
2: dass ich mich in diesem Jahren für dich eingesetzt habe, dass ich an.
0: But yet, I'm curious about these monsters on the surface. Are they as dangerous as we're led to believe? My tools pierced the rocks and dug through the layers. Bodies found curled and preserved in the stones. I'm not the only one who ventured from home to risk it all to climb to the surface. These poor fools dug with their hands instead of tools. No wonder why they got stuck in the grooves and couldn't figure out how to wiggle free. Before I left the core, I plotted my every move and secretly practiced with the tools and thought of ways to comport my frame just in case I was stuck in the rocks. I also studied the vibration patterns to determine the best path to dig. Travel estimation was uncertain. It could take days, weeks, years. It was unclear. The burning question What was up there? My life revolves around the core. Nothing more, nothing less. The core is the essence. Each one spins the wheel. Months come and go. My movement is slow. Vibration ripples down from the surface. Arms and legs grow weak. Pools cannot compete against the thick, dark clay. Heart is faint. Eyes turn gray as I became inanimate, like the fools before me, trapped in stone. Core dwellers are resilient. We can survive without food for a very long time. Not sure how long I've been here. Time itself becomes irrelevant, along with my purpose to climb to the surface.
2: Do you see what I'm seeing? I can't believe
0: this. A human form descended from a rope. With a strange light attached to his head. Don't worry. We're going to pull you up. I don't understand his foreign tongue, but he didn't seem hostile. He placed a device around my waist and yelled, Pull him up! My arms, legs, and face were covered in clay, except for my gray inquisitive eyes. I was elevated up through the narrow passage guided by the strange light affixed to my rescuer. A bright orange disk stood, motionless, at the mouth of the hole. This must be the sun. Behind it was a clear blue expanse with puffy white objects moving slow. The rays of the orange disk, aka the sun, warmed the clay the closer I got to the surface. I emerged to the land of the surface-dwellers. My eyes squinted, trying to make some sense of colors and shapes. Everything seemed intangible, like a dream made out of shadows. The surface-dwellers looked similar, with arms and legs, mouth and nose. They didn't strike me as the monsters of folklore. However, On their arms and legs, they wore material to cover their bodies. Even the reproductive organs were hidden. Four of them moved cautiously. It must be their first time seeing a core dweller. One of them raised a long metal stick in his hands and pointed it to me. This must be their form of a greeting. Lower your weapon. The rays from the overhead orange disc continued to soften and crack the clay from my body. How long have you been down there? What's your name? Where did you come from? I didn't comprehend. It was syllables and words without meaning. All of the clay reduced to dust, revealing my natural form. The man raised the metal stick again, shouted something. Get out of the way! A small explosion erupted. A man dived in front of me and the tiny projectile. His body collapsed with blood spewing from his chest. The man dropped the metal stick and tried in vain to stop the bleeding. Nothing was working. His life force was depleting, and it would only be a matter of moments. I motioned for silence, knelt before him, and placed my hands below his chest. Energy released from my fingertips, through his outer material, to all of his vital organs.
2: I never pictured myself hauling rocks at 7000 feet below the earth's surface. You know, that's crazy. Got to have a screw loose or something like that. Well, you heard the reports, right? Um gas leaks and walls caving in. There's tons of safety measures, but there's no telling when all hell is going to cave in on you. So why on God's green earth did I sign up for this? Now, if you're thinking, you know, for the money, You're on to something. Not gonna lie, the pay is decent. It provides a roof and food in the fridge. You know, times are tough. Many of my friends are unemployed or barely scraping by. But besides the money, there's something almost spiritual down there. can't really put my finger on it. Perhaps it's getting away from all the politics and, I guess, social media. You know, no sense bringing up the so-called smartphone. Can't get reception down there to save a life. My best defense is what they call a self-rescuer. Now, it's a small device that provides about 30 minutes of oxygen just in case things get, you know, ugly. Never had to use it before, and I'd like to keep it that way. I can see I'm losing you. you no sense rambling on. I'll get on with it. Now, on the way up... We got you, Tim! We're going to pull you up! Pull him up! I saw eyes staring out of the wall, and that's when I saw him. Wasn't really sure what I saw, but I knew we had to stop. Now, the tricky part was yanking him from the wall and into the elevator. Now, to spare you the details, we got him to the surface... His entire body, except for his eyes, was covered in clay. I tried talking to him, asking questions, but I got zilch. How long have you been down there? What's your name? Where did you come from? I guess you want me to get onto the miracle. All right, I'm almost there. The clay cracked as his toes and fingers wiggled from the dirt. One of my overzealous workers raised a rifle. I tried to de-escalate the situation by telling him to lower his rifle. All the clay slid off, revealing his butt naked, silver skinned body. That's when everything kind of happened in slow motion, you know, the trigger, the bullet, and me jumping in to save his life. The bullet ripped a hole in my chest, right about where you can see it, right there. And I landed smack on the ground. Heard the commotion and felt the blood draining out of me. I thought I was a goner until he touched me. His hands radiated with warm blue light. Moments later, the bullet elevated from my chest. All I know, ma'am, is that he healed me, and he doesn't deserve to be locked up and treated like a lab rat. Just because he's different doesn't make him a threat.
3: That will be all, Mr. Wilkins. No further questions. This is my tenth interview today about some freak with silver skin they dug up from the mines. If this naked lunatic was discovered a spit-throw away across the border, it would be Canada's mess. But I guess God or Homeland Security has a sense of humor, since they pulled me away from my vacation and made me the top lead investigator. I should get a raise for all the late nights, early mornings, and mountains of paperwork. Not saying I hate my job. Someone needs to defend Lady Liberty... But when it eats up your family time, that's a step too far. And for that, a silver-skinned naked dude allegedly performing miracles. Come on, give me a break. There's no such thing as miracles. These so-called faith healers are a dime a dozen, and their bogus tactics have been called out. I admit, the silver-skinned naked freak doesn't represent a church. And his tactics are more convincing than Hen, but... As my mom always said, pay attention Lucille, you can't believe everything you see with your eyes. That statement is even truer today with all the fancy tech and media manipulation. If you don't have a keen eye, and most people don't, you're going to fall for the con artist. However, every con artist has an incentive. It's mostly for money or fame, but this naked silver dude is not getting paid and He's not sticking around for interviews. A week ago, he showed up to his sick children's hospital and allegedly healed them all. There was no offering plates, spotlights, or a fancy stage like these bogus faith healers have. It always bothered me that they only performed for the crowd, that their so-called faith healing is self-contained. I mean, if they were truly miracle workers... Wouldn't they go to children's hospitals? Also, wouldn't they heal all kinds of diseases? And as for this silver skin freak, there's reports he heals all diseases from mental deficiencies to regrowing amputated legs and arms. That's far fetched. I know, but I can't help thinking about my little girl. Her leukemia is getting worse, and the treatments are not doing a damn thing. She's all I have. She's my world, and I can't bear the thought of losing her. What if this stranger can... No. No. I can't give in to false hope. Even if I did, children are not allowed into the compound where he's being held. Forgot to mention, after four months, we finally found him, but to be honest, he found us. One day, he showed up to the front gate unannounced. Why now? After successfully evading us, would he turn himself in? He was handcuffed, processed, and placed in a holding cell. Besides public nudity, what crimes did he commit? He gave without asking anything in return. What's so wrong with that? As you can tell, I'm torn, (laughs) wanting to believe he could heal, and wanting to expose him as a fraud. As a top lead investigator, I need to be tough as nails. They don't call me badass Lucille for nothing, but Something about this is fishy. Why did the government invest so much time and resources to track him down? I guess the government is afraid of anomalies. If they can't label it, they see it as a threat. Maggie, head down. Almost 2 a.m. when we approached the compound. The soldier turned off his flashlight.
0: How may I help you, Mrs. Gillespie?
3: I have some unfinished work in my office. He raised the gate as we entered. My instinct told me this is a bad idea, but my daughter's illness spurred me on. Security code entered. "'matched and red in the "'Maggie gripped her floppy-eared plush toy "'and held my hand. "'Reinforced steel doors slowly opened to a vast room "'with a glass-holding cell in the center. "'The once-naked man was now clothed and bruised. "'Blood leaked from his silver skin.' His eyes were a faint shade of gray. Why did they do this to him? His thin muscles shivered. He tried to greet us, but collapsed on the floor. We approached and stopped a few feet from the glass. Can you hear me? He looked at me, and then at Maggie. There was freedom in his eyes. I'm sorry for how we treated you. This isn't right.
0: That's fine, Lucille.
3: Wait, how do you know my name?
0: Your name is all over the news. Of course, I recognize you.
3: He looked at Maggie, cleaned the blood from his face, and gave her a smile. Why did you turn yourself in? He pressed one finger on the glass and moved it to Maggie.
0: Because of her.
3: What are you talking about?
0: She's all you have. That's why I'm here.
3: I held Maggie's hand and took a step back. I don't believe in miracles or so-called faith healing, and I don't believe in you.
0: So why did you bring her here?
3: This question tore through all my defenses. I thought that you could...
0: How long has she been like this?
3: (sighs) All her life.
0: Both of you, step closer. Do me a favor, Maggie. Remove your hat.
3: It's okay, sweetie. Mommy is right here. The stranger placed his silver palm on the glass and closed his eyes.
0: Maggie, give me your
3: hand. She pressed her tiny fingers on the glass. A soft blue light traveled and encircled her body and restored her complexion. Her once bald head, due to the radiation treatments, gave way to long curls of hair. The man slumped forward. His breathing was shallow. Thank you for healing her.
0: Since the creation of all things, we have existed beneath the surface, in the shadows, within the core, spinning the wheel. Our nature is to restore, to heal. Your nature is to explore. Not only did I heal your daughter, I gave her my power. To bring light to this fallen world. Many times, when we think of extraterrestrial life, we think of it out there, somewhere in the universe. But sometimes it could be even closer than we think. Imagine if there is a world, a civilization right below our feet, in the core of the earth. I know this may sound something like a thing of fables, and I guess it is. Since I was a child, I thought about an entire culture of people that we have never seen. Because if you think about it, the world is so vast. There's so many creatures, there's so much life forms. What if there is a life form that is intelligent, that kind of resembles us, but it's not exactly us. And that's the idea, that's the inspiration of the Core Dweller. Thank you so much for listening to this. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate all of the the voices that went along with this as well, as, as Shantae will break down all of the credits at the end of this episode. If you haven't done so already, I do have a newsletter, and When somebody hears newsletter, they say, uh-oh, I don't want another newsletter. I get it. This newsletter is brief. It's short, so it's not like a war and peace type of thing. It was in July 1805, and the speaker was the well-known Anna Pavlovna Shura, maid of honor and favorite of the Empress Maria Fedorovna. Where you have to sit down for a very long time to read through it. What this is, it's small inspirations that will help you to be a more creative thinker. You could find the newsletter on my website, welcometoearthstories.com. Also, working on this project is a labor of intense, incredible love. Sometimes, even with incredible love, I do need something in return. Since you find value for this show, please support my efforts here by... Buying me a coffee. You can go on the website, welcome to earthstories.com and give what you can. Thank you once again for listening. Remember, be kind to each other. Be a good earthling. And I'll talk to you soon.
1: Dweller Written and produced by York Campbell. Special Performances by Karen
3: Jacob a science fiction audio drama. Timothy
1: from Create Art Podcast and York's son, Elijah, who played the soldier.
0: How may I help you?
1: Have you always wanted to start a podcast but can't be bothered with the editing process? Earthling Studio is open. Contact York to see if his services are right for you. You can direct message him on Twitter at Poetic Earthling or on his website. Welcome to earthstories.com. I'm Shante from CTAmarketing.biz. Thank you for listening and see you next time on Welcome to Earth Stories.